Good afternoon, Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media here for this week's Embedded Insiders with Technology Editor Brandon Lewis. Hello, Brandon. Hey, Rich. How are you? I'm doing fine. You you don't sound like you're in the Embedded Insider studio. No, I'm not. I'm actually on the road this week. I'm in uh, San Jose at IoT World. Ah, business travel so glamorous, isn't it? It is. I'm in... Uh, Wyndham Garden Hotel because our travel budget is so high. I'm not going there. Okay. Uh, before we move on, the Embedded Insiders is brought to you by the Trusted Computing Group. CCG provides proven standards for built-in security. Learn how to secure the insecure Internet of Things and embedded systems at www.trustedcomputinggroup.org. Uh, okay, so tell me what's going on at IoT World. Well, you know, this is my first year at IoT World, and I'm actually really pleasantly surprised, uh, not only because we're really starting to see actual viable solutions now that are more, you know, reality than hype in the past, but also because of the breadth of the solutions. You know, um, a while back, you know, Bluetooth beacons were the really big thing, and now there are a lot of alternatives that are coming out that are really more suited to the embedded space. So one example is from Contact, Comtech, they have this IoT location platform, which is really cool because it's actually just like a 10-kilobyte snippet of code that you can put into uh, you know, low, a resource-constrained IoT edge node, and then it uses uh, the Wi-Fi signal um, to help uh, determine location. And that can be either for asset tracking or in pretty interesting applications like a soap dispenser, is what one of the contact reps was telling me. The soap dispenser with this little IoT location platform snippet of code um, was able to tell the operators which soap dispenser was out of soap or about to run out of soap um, in a period of time. So pretty cool stuff. So I assume that's a, using a mesh where you go in node to node, but what is the range? Is it typical? No, it's actually... It's, it's actually not a mesh. What it is is it's a little snippet of code that uses either the GPS or the Wi-Fi signal um, within a connected device to determine the location. So obviously within a facility, there's a, you know, there's a Wi-Fi router or a small cell nearby, and this code actually uses the signal that's coming off of this Wi-Fi antenna uh, to help determine the location of the device. Well, why wouldn't you want to do that with a Zigbee that is a Nash where you can have the whole building all, all hooked together with one transmitter? Well, because in a lot of instances, if you already have a design that's out there and you have a little bit of headroom and you don't have, you know, extra uh, bill of materials room for, you know, an extra Zigbee antenna or even the capacity, you know, the engineering capacity, excuse me, to design in a mesh or, you know, be it Zigbee or Bluetooth or what have you, um, you know, this is a sort of nice aftermarket or during development alternative. Okay, I think I'm going to put in a plug for our friends at Z-Wave and say I, I think that they might have a better solution, which is now Silicon Labs. <laughs> okay, hey, not, it's never one size fits all. Very true, very true. What else do you see there? Um, some other really interesting stuff is how we're doing – uh, in terms of industrial IoT, predictive maintenance, and just the connected factory in general. On one hand, uh, the guys over at ST Microelectronics were showing uh, a motor control uh, demonstration where there was unbalanced load on one 
uh, platform and then a balance load on the other. And then through a bunch of MEMS, uh, MEMS sensors and an audio mic, they were able to transmit the performance of this motor over an I.O. link to a PC. Now, obviously, if you can get out to a PC, you could get out to an industrial IoT gateway or, you know, just up to the Internet in general. So that's really, you know, predictive maintenance uh, coming to fruition. So that was a really cool thing. On the other hand, uh, our friends over at Renaissance were really advancing uh, time-sensitive networking. So on their RZN processor, they have TSN that's uh, up and running for industrial automation applications. And for those of you who know, uh, TSN is a form of Ethernet that is deterministic. So that means that all of this talk around you know, really connecting the factory um, is becoming a reality because if you can get some of these PLCs and controllers hooked up to Ethernet, then you're pretty much you know, connecting them right to the business systems that really make the IoT real. Okay, but um, with all due respect, I think what you're describing is the easy part. Um, when I think of predictive maintenance and analytics and stuff, the hard part is actually those algorithms that have to reside in the cloud because they're so complex. Is, is that pretty much what you're referring to? I know you said, you know, once you get to the PC, you can do whatever you want, but it's that whatever you want stuff that's actually the hard part. Well, that's sort of interesting. So I was really just talking about being able to get the data off of the machine, but there are a couple of other vendors who are doing things around, you know, the algorithms, you know, like machine learning um, that have also been present at the show. One of them actually happened to be uh, Renaissance as well. And if you take a look at my at the Twitter feed, uh, either at TechEU or at Embedded underscore Comp, um, there's a picture of a facial recognition platform that is determining, you know, age, gender. Um, so when I was looking at it, it said that I needed, um, it, oh, and then it was displaying ads that were being served from a back end. Um, and when I was looking at it, it was saying that I needed a rugged credit card for some reason. Maybe it's because it knew that I was losing my credit cards every six months. Um, but that same sort of principle can be applied on a PC um, at the edge in an industrial setting. So, you know, obviously in this point, it's not going to be in this scenario, it's not going to be serving up ads, but it could be doing something like, okay, the motor is, you know, the, the load is unbalanced. So we need to either adjust the supply voltage or we need to, you know, lower the, uh, the hertz that the motor is running at. So you can see how that's, all of this automation is getting really ramped up. Okay. Uh, I saw an announcement the other day on something similar uh, from Intel. Uh, what they call it, the Open Vino or Vino Open Platform, where they were combining a vision processor, um, a, an Intel architecture processor, and a, what, what they call Intel FPGA, which is an Altera FPGA, all in the, in the, the same subsystem with the algorithms to go with it to do AI with a vision system. Uh, pretty impressive stuff. Yeah, and actually on that point, I, I also stopped by On Semi here um, at the show. And On Semi, you know, in their imaging division, you know, they have, they're have they really way out in front in terms of automotive imaging. And what they're really working on right now is putting uh, convolutional neural networks or CNN uh, accelerator blocks onto the image sensor itself to help do some uh, deep learning and machine machine vision basically at the actual sensor before sending you know the bulk of the data back onto some 
higher capacity processor. You know, obviously these sensors are going to be able to capture a ton of data. So not everything is going to be able to be done on this little CNN IP block, but you know, that pre-processing and filtering is really a you know, step in the right direction. Very good. Sounds like you covered a lot of ground. Yes, I did. But it's a really great show, and for those of you who are interested, um, unfortunately today's the last day, uh, but really look forward to uh, it next year, and I know that there are also other IoT World events uh, around the globe, just like the IR DevCon, which we are um, currently running. And the next place for that is where, Rich? The next place is in Dallas, Texas on May 30th. More information at iardevcon.com. Thanks for the plug. Yeah, no problem. Well, that was Brandon Lewis. Oops, sorry. Here's a, I was going to say, here's another plug. We're brought to you by the Trusted Computing Group. Learn how to secure the insecure Internet of Things by visiting www.trustedcomputinggroup.org. And that was Brandon Lewis, Technology Editor, and I am Rich Nass. And we're both with Embedded Computing Design. Have a great day, Brandon. Good luck getting back. Thanks. You too, Rich.